Hello and welcome to a very special episode, episode 19 of series 2 of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is our anniversary episode of the show that is for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. As I said right at the introduction to the show, this is our first anniversary episode of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. It's hard to believe that it was way back on the 16th of June 2020 that I uh, put out and we put out our first podcast episode, which was all about building brand promise from the inside out with a Rafa Hennigan. Um, and since then, we have now had 14, this is our 49th episode uh, of, of the podcast. Um, and what started out was a bit of a lockdown project in in the uh, pandemic of 2020 we've kept going and we've 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 i think we've we've continued to grow our well we certainly continue to grow our audience i know more and more people are listening but also uh, you know we've we've had some amazing guests on the show and i'm eternally grateful for everybody who's been interviewed everybody who's contributed and sent in ideas suggestions uh, and also um, given us some feedback as well so uh, thanks to everybody it's been been really great over the last year we are continuing you'll be hopefully glad to hear that we're going to be continuing with the podcast uh, for the foreseeable future and uh, and beyond I, I think because we I've really enjoyed it and um, I know as I said we're getting some really great feedback so if this is the first time you've listened and uh, you, you're lucky you've got 48 episodes previous episodes you can go back to and listen to and uh, even if you're a regular listener why not have a quick look through uh, some of the episodes we've had in the past because the intent of all the way along really has been to create um, shows that are uh, kind of evergreen and and that all are, are kind of topics and issues that will, will always be relevant to anybody who works in internal comms um, and employee engagement so again thank you very much for, for for listening and and again if this is your first show then hopefully you'll you'll come back again and uh, and keep keep tuning in so um just a couple of things I want to make reference to. One is the uh, the next uh, episode, a couple of episodes that we've got coming up in the in the near future. Um, on uh, on the the sixth of, of July, which is uh, episode, uh, next episode, episode twenty in in series two, I've got Jen Gregono from U Studio, who's going to be telling us all about podcasting as an internal comms channel. We had a an episode around this a couple of weeks ago, or sort of a couple of episodes ago about podcasting, and uh, we decided to come back to that and and. Have and have another look at, at, at uh, how you can use audio and podcasting for internal comms. So that's on the 6th of July. And then on the 20th of July, I've got a, a, another conversation with Laura Contuano from Kraft Heinz. And what she's going to be telling us all about a fan fascinating story about how uh, they have shared their company values with 16,000 employees across the globe. A really, really, really interesting story there. Um, that I think you'll find uh, really interesting and fascinating. Uh, and then looking even further into the future, I've got an amazing conversation coming up in July with Kevin Hall from Global Integration, and he's going to be looking about all, telling us all about ways that we can engage remote, virtual, and hybrid workers in our new working world that we're going to be going into. And Kevin, Kevin hasn't just sort of uh, come up with this; he's been writing about this for the last twenty years. So he's a real kind of subject matter expert. So that's coming up on the. 
uh, 3rd of August. That episode will be going out. Um, we're always looking for, for new contributors to the show. If you have a topic that you'd like to be interviewed on that is relevant to our audience and, and is and is in uh, in in their interests, uh, that you, you, you can share some of your own kind of ideas whether that's uh, your internal in a corporate role or if you're if you're working in your your own business and, and would like to share some of your own tools and methodologies always receptive to that get in touch with us through our signing up form on the engagingic.com website or on that on that page in particular um and uh, also if you if you know anybody who you think would make a great guest then Again, please let us know. Get in touch with us. Drop us a note. Get in touch with me via LinkedIn if you if you wish as well, and drop me a direct message that way. Always always interested in hearing uh, potential guests for the show and uh, uh, we can bring to our audience. Um, and the final thing before this uh, episode's interview, just want to make you aware that we are running a free webinar on the, this is the big picture people, we are running a free webinar on the uh, 8th of July 2021 at 3pm UK time. Um, it's a webinar we've run before, which was very popular. We're running it again. It's all about helping your employees understand your organization's big picture. And the premise behind that is that what we find from our work is that most business leaders uh, find it challenging to explain their organization's mission, its vision, its values to their employees. Um, it's not, not because they're not clever. It's just because sometimes they're just too close and it's too complicated to articulate. Um, so, But we know from our work, and I'm sure you know as well that, that knowing the big picture, knowing how everything fits together in the organization and how people's roles can help deliver that is really, really important for employee engagement. So in the session, we're going to be looking at some some techniques and some tools that you can use in order to help get your employees to understand that big picture and really kind of have them pointing in the same direction. And uh, we're going to be sharing that with you once again. It's a free webinar 8th of July 2021 at 3 p.m. UK time. And to sign up for that, you just need to go to our website, thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. And at the top of the page, you'll see events. If you scroll down to the uh, the, the events that are listed on there, you'll find under, helping, your, helping employees understand your organization's big picture on the 8th of July. You can click on that for more information, find out what it's about, and you or then you can just go straight to a booking form. It's a, a Zoom webinar, and you can sign up there anyway so uh that's enough of me on to today's anniversary interview i hope you find it interesting and useful thank you an area we've covered on the show a couple of times now is the idea of employer branding and how employer branding connects to the overall employee experience not just when we join a business but also once we're within the business and how that experience evolves and the role that employee engagement and internal communications professionals can play in shaping that employer branding uh, experience. So what I wanted to do today was explore that again but from this time from a slightly different angle. Um, we made contact with with the interviewee today who, who explained to me when we had our initial conversation a couple of areas or a couple of ideas that they'd implemented I thought were really innovative and had a strong connection with um, communications and engagement from an employer branding perspective um, and uh, they were they were very great gracious enough to to say that they would explain and discuss these uh, two innovative ideas with us on the show so I I jumped at the opportunity and it's a great organization as well um, I can I can uh, uh, I can vouch for because we've worked with them they're a client of ours and uh, they're, they're, they're a tremendous organization 
organization to work for so i, I think you'll find this a really interesting interview not just from a uh, whether you know whether you think that your role has a, a connection with employer branding or not um i think the connection that you'll you'll find if you listen to the interview is that we all have a role in playing playing in employer branding and the initiatives that the interviewee talks about um that they're, they're significant but also overlap very strongly with employee engagement and with internal comms as well so i hope you enjoy this interview so my interviewee today is Farah, Farah Ekaroth. Farah is the employer brand lead and co-chair of the Women's Network at EY. As employer brand lead at EY, Farah has driven the development and execution of EY's employer brand strategy across 18 countries, developing creative campaigns and championing new ways to engage recruitment audiences. Farah has lived and worked in multiple countries, including Asia Pacific, Europe and North America. Um, Farah has a truly global mindset and thrives on working in different cultures and perspectives. Farah, it's absolutely fantastic to speak to you. How are you today? Hi, Craig. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Very good, very good. And just for our listeners, where with your multi multiple uh, your multiple countries and multiple locations, where are you at the moment? So I'm actually not in my usual location today. Ordinarily, I would be working from home in South London, but I've actually come into the office today in Canary Wharf, where we mm. are very gradually starting to see things open up again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, just just if if, uh, if listeners are listening into this um, and it's not at, at the time it goes out, we'll be recording this at the uh, in the kind of early summer, late spring, early summer of uh, of 2021. So, yeah, we're just uh, well, yeah, we don't know at the moment, but we think we really we're coming don't. out of this sort of strange uh, world that we've been living in for the last sort of 14 months. Um, yeah. So um, tell, tell us, uh, I mean, most people will probably have heard of EY. But uh, and I know of EY because we've worked with you before. But just tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about EY and what EY does. I know it's a huge organisation. It really is. Yes. So some listeners might be familiar with EY or perhaps Ernst and Young, as we were known for many years. We are one of the big four professional services organisation, and as you say, Craig, we are quite a large company with about three hundred thousand people across one hundred and fifty countries. And I think the biggest misconception that people often have about EY is that we're just an accounting firm. And although that is a very large part of what we do, and it's a very important arm of the business, you know, there's so much more to us than just that. We have people specialized across tax, management consulting, strategy and transactions, and of course, a number of our colleagues working across our core business services as well. And the area of the business that I work in is our MIA financial services region, where we specialize in serving our financial services clients across those 18 countries. Mm. And my role is, is very much to lead on our employer branding efforts to be attracting and, and retaining that talent into the business. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's that employer branding Thing, uh, the thing, the topic that I'd like to talk <laughs> to you about today. I mean, we've covered, <clears throat> we covered employer branding before and I think it's a topic that that highly is highly relevant when it comes to mm. employee engagement and Absolutely. and and the whole kind of employee experience so we're going to explore that from that perspective so um just before we dive into that though um I'd like to just just make that connection so 
I think em- employer branding is something I'm, and I, and you, you obviously clearly have a, have a connection to recruitment and, it, and it's yeah. often sometimes seen as something we, you know, we need to make ourselves like a great employer brand so we can attract the best talent. But, but I think it goes beyond that, certainly from, from the way you work at EY, but also your philosophy is that it extends then into, you know, making sure that it's a great employee experience and there's an engage, we, we've got an em- engaged team. Could you just tell us a little bit more about how that, how that connection works beyond the recruitment phase? Yeah, and, and I really love this this question because I, th- I think it reflects one of the biggest shifts that I've seen in my seven years working in employer brand at EY. When I first entered this area of marketing, employer branding really wasn't quite as mature as it is today. And we were very much focused on the attraction recruitment side of things, you know, asking ourselves questions like what channels can we use to reach our audiences? What mm. content should we be sharing on social media? And although that's still relevant, you know, it used to be my pet peeve that we were known as the social media team, because I always felt like that really didn't do justice to the real value that employer branding brings to an organization. Mm. And when it comes to retaining our people, as you said, employer branding is about the entire employee experience from the very first interaction that someone has with your brand to the very last one that they have. And that employee experience, you know, there needs to be harmony between a lot of the brand messages that we're putting out there in the external world and the actual lived experience that people have once they enter your organization. You know, we can't be over-promising and then under-delivering. That has a direct Mm. impact on whether you retain that talent. Mm. Yeah, and I guess in terms of the service that you give to your clients as well, there needs to be a brand Mm. connection there, which is, you know, EY's promise brand promise from a from a client perspective is then delivered Absolutely. by you clearly delivered by your people as well yeah okay so um and i know you're doing some really innovative work in this area um mm. and 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 that you you're leading a you know on, on a number of initiatives so um what so i guess looking at ey why employee why why particularly is employer branding something that's that's so important to ey i know it's important you know you made a great great case mm-hmm. that it should be important to any business but ey what is the strategic importance to to ey from having a great employer brandy how do you perceive that yeah so i think we've always recognized that as an organization we we have an employer brand that's out there whether we're consciously building and developing that or not and i think the important thing with ey is we are a very large global organization. So we have some really large hiring numbers. And we've also recognized that as a business, we are starting to diversify a lot of the services that we are offering our clients. So we're starting to move into areas such as digital technology and innovation, which is really exciting for us as a business. But it also means that the talent and the skill sets that we need to be recruiting from are very different to the traditional talent mm. pool that we, we've kind of worked with in the past. And we need a lot of technical talent. We need people who come from STEM backgrounds in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But we recognize that actually those audiences don't see EY as a prospective employer. They just see us as an accounting firm. Mm. So there's a lot of work that we need to do to bring in this, this talent to deliver on these services for our clients. And I think what's worked quite well at EY is that our leadership team very much recognize this and they've made it a priority. And I think they also recognize, unlike many other industries or sectors, for EY, we don't sell a tangible product. We really do mm. sell our people, their services, mm. their insights, and their expertise. So if we're not getting the right talent through the door, 
you know, we're not really going to excel as a business. So it's hugely important to us. Mm, okay, excellent. Yeah, I think that's a really clear, clear, clear justification for why <laughs> why employer brand is so important to, to EY. Um, so when we spoke, you mentioned a couple of um, projects that you've delivered that I thought would be really interesting to our, our listeners because I think they are, mm-hmm. you know, they they really struck me as being I, I'd not come across them before. So uh, so I mean, I, I'm, other people may have done, but I hadn't. So they made it made them interesting to me. So I think they're interesting to, to to our audience. So the first one that you mentioned was about EY badges, and the second one was the Tech MBA. So maybe we could just cover each of those in turn and then maybe you could talk a little bit as you're talking about them maybe just Mm. talk about how you've measured that impact of these initiatives on your and on your employer brand uh, how it stands so maybe i'll let you start with it whichever you want the ey badges or the tech mba yeah absolutely so at the heart of our employer brand has always been our employee value proposition and and for us learning and development that we offer our people is so important and i think ey badges and tech mba are really great example of, I guess, some of the more tactical programs that we're running to really deliver on the promise that we've made of an exceptional experience. And I'll start with EY Badges. And this was launched, I'd say, a good few years ago now. And it was in response to the fact that we recognized the world of work is moving at quite a rapid pace. And it's really important that we are not only bringing in all those new skills I mentioned earlier into the business, but actually investing in our own people and helping them upskill themselves so that they can really future-proof their career. And EY badges are essentially digital credentials that cover a number of different topics and themes. So we have badges in technology, looking at things like artificial intelligence and blockchain. We have badges in topics such as purpose, diversity, inspiration, and innovation. So there's content in there for everyone, regardless of what area of the business someone is from. Mm. And we also put a lot of work into updating a lot of those modules and content every four months to make sure that it's going to be relevant to what our people and our clients need now. Mm. And it's been a really successful program. You know, I think it's been really well received across the business It was last month, actually, that we reached the milestone of awarding over 100,000 badges worldwide. Mm. So you can see there, it's been quite popular amongst Mm. our people. Mm. And that was a success and was running for a number of years. And last year, we then recognized that with the new strategy we rolled out across the business, where there was a really big focus on technology and digital, we introduced what we call the EY Tech MBA. Mm. Um, which is quite unique. So um, I believe it's a first for the industry. And essentially, it's an MBA program that is offered entirely free to all of our EY people, uh, no matter who they are, where they're from, what rank or country they may be in. And for us, it was really around ensuring that everyone had access to executive education. And the learning and experiences that we offer through the MBA program are really no different from what you would ordinarily get through a normal MBA program. Mm. And essentially, our people need to complete a series of badges. They need to complete essays that really explain how they've applied that learning in practice. And they also complete projects that really help to address a business or social impact challenge. Mm. And that is awarded through collaboration with the Holt International Business School. Mm. So it's recognized Mm. externally, it's flexible, it's free, and it's very future focused, which I think our people have really appreciated. 
Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic uh, proposition. I think for any organisation. I, I mean, I did my MBA years ago, a long time ago. Mm. I, I hate to think I won't mention how long ago I did my, <laughs> but I know it was a huge. Uh, you know, well, it was a huge personal investment, both in time and and also Absolutely. negotiating with my employer at the time to let me give me the time that I needed to do it. But also financially, it was uh, quite a big negotiation as well. So I think that's a tremendous offer. So just just go back to the badges because I think I, 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 I can see how the two fit together now. It's not sort of yeah. two separate initiatives. The badges. When you talk about badges, you're talking about. Uh, you know, it's like a a, a a kind of recognition and award. I guess, well, you know, in the old days, it would have been a kind of a certificate that you were talking about a badge here as a, as a recognition that you have achieved a certain level of competence or experience in a particular area um, that, that we can kind of measure or, or, or calibrate you against. Is that, is, that, is that what you're talking about when you're talking about the badges? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got different levels of badges. So if you complete X amount of hours and learning modules and practical experiences, you can earn your bronze badge in artificial intelligence, for example. Okay. But then you have the different levels that you can proceed through. And I believe it's three levels in total that we have. Mm. Um, so it's really dependent on the learner, how much time they can actually invest, because that was a really interesting point that you raised there. I think some of the challenges we've had around programs like EY Badges is our people want to participate, but are we giving them the time and the space to complete that amongst mm. all of the other deliverables that they need to, to you know, deliver for our clients? Mm. So, mm. yes, it's it's a multi-layered program that's quite flexible depending on the person and what they want to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, going forward, is there a correlation between the you know badges and 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 obviously the the tech MBA is a kind of a higher level or or a more kind of you know co- coordinated program I guess but would would you be looking at, at when you're making um you know potentially looking to 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 promote or or advance people's career within the business the the badges would have some some currency there in in terms of you know assessing people's uh, among other things of course but their suitability for for for, for, for roles higher at the organisation. Absolutely. And and one of the things we encourage anyone who's signing up to the Badger Tech MBA to do is is to sit down and have a conversation with your counselor, who Mm. is essentially the person at EY that represents you during those kind of year end reviews and discussions and to really understand, you know, if you're thinking about promotion and progressing throughout the firm, what is that role that you want to step into? And what are the skill sets that are going to be required of someone at that level in the business? And it's been a wonderful way for people to understand, okay, how can I really flex and tailor my learning program? But we absolutely encourage them to have those conversations with counselors and for that to be discussed and any review processes that may be taking place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, actually you've just raised another really interesting thing that I know about EY, but, mm. uh, but but maybe just just for the listener, you mentioned the counselor model that you have there, which I know is is yeah. is uh, is very successful in EY. If you're happy to just share a little bit about how that works as well, because I think that is relevant, seeing as you've just you've made reference to it, it yeah, into the whole employer ex- branding experience. Absolutely. So um, EY was the first organization actually that I entered where where I had someone called a counselor. And essentially, your counselor is slightly different to your line manager. Your line manager is the person who you'll be interacting with on a daily basis. They'll oversee a lot of the projects that you're delivering for the business. But the role of your counselor is someone who really looks a bit more holistically at your career and has conversations with you around, if we are looking at kind of 12, 18 months ahead of time, 
where do you want to get to in your career at EY? And what's the support that I can offer you to ensure that you get there? And they are very much the person who advocates for you and will represent you in any of those discussions around your performance and how you're progressing throughout the organization. Mm. And for us, the counselor is a really important role in that person's career at EY. And we recognize that a lot of the lived experiences that our people have at EY is dependent on the counselor that you have. And although you are given one when you enter the organization, if you feel that that relationship is just not working, or maybe some of your career aspirations have changed and you're looking for someone from a different area of the business, people are very open to changing their counselor as time progresses. You know, I think I've had... Uh, two or three counsellors over the last seven years at EY. And we provide a lot of training for our counsellors to ensure that they're really aware of the skills and the attributes that they need to be exhibiting when they have those relationships with their counsellees. Yeah, you know, I, I know, and I, I think it's tremendous that that model because I know when we've worked with EY, we've used that counselor network to, to help us yeah. deliver some of the things that we've we've developed for the business. And I know it's been a it's been great having that infrastructure within the business because often when we work with clients, we have to almost start from scratch or we have to kind of find these people. But exactly. you've got that, that 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 sort of network of you know, I know they're counselors, but they're also change agents. They're the communication exactly. they're conduits. It's really really sophisticated, very very uh, good. Um, so just going back to the badges and the tech MBA then. So what, how, yeah. how have you measured, have you got any, any data on, on the impact that that's had on your brand? And, and, and I guess, you know, how would you measure that? I guess would, would be also mm. a question. Yeah, it's a great question. And, and it's a tricky one because I really mm. feel that employer branding is very much a long-term game. You know, yeah. many of your strategies can take years to fully embed in the organization. And sometimes it can be difficult to see the direct link between those employer branding activities and the impact it's having on retention and hiring. Mm. What I would say is we do have a number of sort of data points and tools that we use across the business. So uh, I guess the prime example is something that we call our People Pulse survey. Mm. And that's done at regular points throughout the year. It was previously done on an annual basis, but particularly in the last 12 months, we felt that actually we needed to have more temperature checks to understand how our people were feeling and how they were experiencing our organizational culture. And it's in that survey where we ask people questions such as, you know, do we provide an environment where you feel free to be yourself? Are we meeting your learning and development expectations? Do we give you the flexibility to to balance, you know, your work and personal commitments? And it was actually through a lot of the data and insight that we had in this survey that we recognized our people were looking for more learning and development opportunities and more tailored offerings. And that was why we then introduced these programs in response to that. So I think they're a great way for us to assess, are there areas of the employee experience that we're getting right? You know, whether that's diversity and inclusion, learning and development, recruitment, performance and a reward. But it also makes it really clear where there might be gaps in some of our current offering. Um, You know, right now at this moment in time, and I think lots of companies will be feeling this, we're seeing in our people polls that actually we're doing well on diversity and inclusion, but more that needs to be done around mental health and well-being, particularly Mm. as we're going through this really difficult time. So that's been one way to kind of measure that employee experience. I think we also look at the number of people who are uptaking a lot of the learning and development programs. And we can also see when it comes to badges, for example, there may be some areas of the business that have really gotten behind it. And we see lots of participation 
but less so in other areas of the mm. business. And that's where we think, okay, is there something we're not quite getting right with the messaging? Do we need to speak to the counselors in this area of the business? So there are different metrics that we have in place, but it can be difficult to measure the success of your employer brand. And I think yeah. outside of L&D, there's a lot of external metrics that we use, which are quite helpful to understand how our external audiences are perceiving the brand. Um, but it always varies depending on the project and the specific campaign. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a mischievous question, I guess, to a certain extent, because <laughs> I know, I know, I know with these things, there is a, there, there is always an element of not, not blindly of faith, but there is a, you know, it's just the right thing to do. It just feels right. Mm, and it, and, and true. yeah. And, and, and we, I mean, we have a similar challenge sometimes when we, you know, have to measure the, the, or, to, or get challenged to measure the output of what we've done. And, and it's almost like, well, how could it possibly make it anything not but not make things better <laughs> you know it's just it's just totally counterintuitive but no but no i mean i, I mean from just from an external perspective i can mm. see how that cre- must create a high level of you know people must become quite people who buy it obviously buy into it and and, and fully and commit to it to the, the to those two initiatives would you know for me that would be that would make me kind of really invest in the company and and mm. and you know in a, in a positive way really kind of create an, an attachment for me that i would you know i wouldn't be looking to look move elsewhere because i've got this kind of this currency within the business that I, i've created and and i will be i'm sure that the mba is is, is a transferable and also mm. the badges i'm sure you know another yeah. employer would be interested in those but within the organization particularly the badges are probably you know the currency of those is is, is high and and you know that there's a, there's that ability to be able to um to progress your career based around the, the time and effort you've put into developing that. So I think, I think it just sounds like a really good idea. Um, <laughs> just, just um, from a, from a listener perspective, we, yeah. you know, our, 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 we have an audience that, the, the, you know, a lot of our audience in the internal comm space. I'm just, just interested to, 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 to just get your thoughts on the role that internal communications plays in helping you to build that, that, that employer brand within the organization and, and we're talking about obviously internal comms here so it's not necessarily about yeah. the the marketing of the business to potential to potentially to people to join it but we're talking about people who've already joined the business already committed mm. what is it that ic does and can do do you feel to help organizations and, and particularly people like you in, in the role that you're in to help develop that and, and grow that employer brand yeah so I have found a lot of value actually over the years by collaborating a lot more closely with our communications and engagement teams. Mm. And I think one of the first observations I made when I joined EY was that there were so many different programs, events, initiatives, and, and campaigns that were running internally within the business, but we weren't communicating any of that into the external space. And it always felt like a bit of a missed opportunity there because if I, as a new recruit, had known about all of these wonderful initiatives, you know, I would have been even more excited to join EY and then to be part of the of the brand. And I, over the years, I've started to have a lot more conversations, collaborate more closely with communications and engagement. And we do have regular check-ins mm. because often across those 18 countries we operate in, there's lots of really wonderful local initiatives that are running, but I genuinely have no idea of it because I'm not present in that market and I'm mm. not having conversations with people in the wider business. So our comms and engagement colleagues are often the eyes and ears on the ground and they will tell me about, you know, this campaign's running. Did you know in Ireland we have this fantastic well-being program where our people benefit from X, Y, and Z? And that allows us to understand, okay, what are the potential stories here 
that we can craft and repurpose for a lot of our external audiences, whether that's on the careers website or on social media. So they've been really wonderful and helpful on that front. And I think as well, for employer branding, we we have a really big strategy around employee advocacy, which I know is a topic you've covered on the podcast mm. in the past. Mm. And the role that our people have in telling our brand story externally is so important, but we would have never been able to launch that program if it wasn't for the support of our communications and engagement teams, mm. because they knew across those 18 countries who a lot of our influencers were and the people that we needed to get on board with this program to really spread the word organically. So they've been hugely helpful on that front around identifying individuals, stories and people that we need to really feature and speak to across a lot of the external marketing. Mm. More personally, you know, I'm always really in awe of some of the communications our, our colleagues create internally. And I think because they don't have a lot of the restrictions that we have in place with our external communications, the stuff they do is just so out of the box and so <laughs> creative. And I genuinely learned so much from reading a lot of the material that they produce because they're wonderful storytellers. They know how to create beautiful copy and design. And there's a lot of times when I've seen something done and we can easily take that and just share it out in the external marketplace. Mm -hmm. So they're one of our key stakeholders, I would say, across the wider um, EY hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and you, you're blessed with some extremely talented people who we've, yes. we've been fortunate enough to work <laughs> with in in EY. So no, I, I I agree, and and you know the whole. I mean, it always amazes me when when I when I come into EY. Um, it, it, it's a more London place, isn't it? The the yes. you, you've got the 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 just the whole reception area is just like mind blowing. The, the that huge screen, but I mean, it's but behind that, I know there's a lot of substance as well. It, it, it's um, it, it is an amazing. Uh, you, you know, but not in an intimidating way. It's, it's just, it feels a really inviting place, but also you, you can yeah. kind of see the sophistication and the technology is brilliant. So, so yeah, no, so I, I, I think that's a really great connection that you've made there. So uh, that's, that's been really, really interesting. I mean, I love the, uh, the whole idea that you, you know, we started off with this whole idea that the, the, the employer brand is not just about, about, you know, how we market ourselves to potential candidates mm -hmm. about what we deliver internally, that connection then with the customer experience. And I really, I really like the, the two initiatives that you, you talked about there, the badges and the tech MBA. And it reminds me of, you know, kind of really putting some meat on the bones. I, I worked in fast moving consumer goods before I, I started my own oh, business. Nice. And, um, I know we we where I worked we had a we had a model which was all around you know how you had a successful career in the business it was a really mm -hmm. really sophisticated model and it was all about critical experiences and technical capability but I think what you've done there is you've you, you know you've used technology to be able to create some some ways of actually measuring that and giving people a tangible way of showing that that critical experience and the technical capability and that that to sh that show this that they're ready for you know they're, they're certainly they're capable to do their existing job but also they men they may be ready for for, for a move and, and and you know moving moving on and moving in, in the, and growing into the business so it's oh, tremendous absolutely. and uh, and i love the what you just said there about you know how the how the, the fact that again it's this is what i guess this this 
podcast I'm trying to do through this podcast is mm. just show that, that comms and engagement are kind of an integrated part of the business. They're not just a, a function in and of themselves. They are, they, they mesh Absolutely. in with all of this, you know, the experience we give to our employees, but also the, 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 the experience we give to our customers, clients, whoever we serve. I think it's, it's tremendous. So anything else from you just to sort of, to wrap up before we, we just do the kind of final couple of questions uh, at the end of the interview? Um, I just think one thought that did spring to mind is you were talking about, you know, really equipping our people with all of this technology and learning to, to make them kind of future proof their career. I think what we've recognized in employer brand, and I do think it's an important point, is we know that when someone joins the organization, they're not always going to stay with EY. You know, we're mm. not expecting them to spend decades and decades as part of our organization. And But we recognize that they may go out into industry. They may even join some of our own clients. But we also have a really large community of boomerang. So people who have joined DY have left and gone elsewhere. They've mm. picked up new skills and new learning, but some of them do come back. So it really is important to think about, you know, your alumni and, and that also has a role to play within your retention. You know, it's important that you're providing that experience because some of these, this talent ultimately goes on to become our clients. So, you know, word of mouth spreads really quickly. Yeah. No, well, I think that's 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 actually a really good connection that I hadn't I'd, I'd not thought about actually. But yeah, I mean, again, from me, from my perspective, my uh, you know the great organisations that I I've come across and work with, you, you can always tell because if they've got an alumni mm. association, that usually means that people you know up, uh, look back on their time with them with some fondness and and yes. uh, and with you know and with regard and you know there's no bridges have been burnt and there's always the opportunity to go back so i i i completely agree with you i think that's a it's a tremendous way of looking at it because even when people leave they can still be a great advocate for your business and Absolutely. i still advocate people i companies <laughs> i worked for many years ago because i really enjoyed working there and i only left be, you know because it was just the right time for me to move on, exactly. but uh, yeah. it doesn't mean I hold them in any less regard. And, 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 um, so yeah, no, I think that's a really, really enlightened thought as well. Um, so look, I always ask my interviewees at the end of, uh, end of, end of our conversation, just, just one, one question. Um, and that, and that's, uh, for people who, who know you quite well and work with you, maybe, you know, on a regular basis or, or and, and, and mm. um, you know, think, I think they know Farah inside <laughs> out, but, but, uh, but something that, that you, you're, you're happy to share with us that, that it, they would go, oh, I never, I never knew you did that or I never knew you had done that or, uh, or whatever tense yeah. you want to say. So what's your, uh, what's your surprising secret, Farah? Um, so perhaps not a secret from, from what you're like immediate friends and kind of close acquaintances, <laughs> but I think when I often meet people, they assume I'm either American or Canadian. And, and I was born in Canada, but I'm actually half Filipino and I spent well over a decade growing up in the Philippines on a very small island, um, which was just a completely different way of life to the life that I have here in London in a very mm. busy metropolitan city, but also the experiences that I had growing up in the Philippines um, were, were quite defining for me. And, and I attended a lot of really international schools. And, and I think it was that experience that made me really love working with different cultures and people from different backgrounds and perspectives. Um, so yeah, not a lot of people recognize I'm half Filipino. I spent over a decade living in the Philippines and wow. yeah, it, it's been um, a wonderful experience for me to reflect back on. And I really do hope to get back to the country sometime after COVID. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. I was actually I was going to ask you. I was going to wait till after finish recording, but I, now the opportunities come about. I, I, I was I was intrigued by your accent because I've, I've worked I've worked multinationally as well, and I'm usually quite good at picking up an accent. I was picking up a little. I usually picking up a little bit of Scottish there, but I don't know whether that's just it's a combination really of the Philippines. Craig, yeah. I get that a lot of the times. Do you know what? Okay. I only spent a year living in Glasgow. Other than that, and it was like oh, ten right. years ago. And I, I just think being in the UK has muddled my accent a little no, bit. No, no, yeah. And you said Z rather than Z, so I knew that I. I knew that you know maybe Canadian and American. I've got family in Canada, so but oh. no, and then uh, no, no. But you've answered that question for me anyway, so that's that's brilliant. <laughs> so oh well, brilliant. Uh, that, that's that's uh, that's tremendous. Now, um, w- one other thing then is just if people would like to get in touch with you, which uh, I normally put um, LinkedIn profile in the uh, in the show notes, just in case anybody would like to reach out to you. I was going to put the EY careers page because I think you know if people are intrigued to look at how you how you uh, put that out then you've got i know careers have got an instagram i was going to put a link to that and to your ey twitter page as well um any other ways of um connecting with you that you're happy to for people to to reach out to you if you and obviously you you uh you can choose whether or not to respond to them but um is linkedin the best way or any other any other platforms that you use yeah absolutely so i'm very active on linkedin and i'm always really keen to have conversations with you know people from all different sectors and industries and and fields of marketing. So yeah, very happy to have any conversations over LinkedIn. Wonderful, right? Wonderful. Well, we'll pop that in there, and uh, yeah, and I and, and and we chatted just before the interview about your LinkedIn profile. You've got a lot of uh, you some great, great. You've got some really good posts in there as well, and uh, some some of your some of the actually your, your work is featured in there as well. So I definitely yes, recommend right. having a nosy at your LinkedIn profile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's absolutely brilliant, Farah. I really appreciate your time today, and thank you for giving giving us those insights into uh, into the way that EY is 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 leading on employer brand. And um, I wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully we'll look forward to a nice long summer which is uh, free of uh, restrictions or as free as possible from restrictions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, thanks again, Farah. I really appreciate it and take care. Thank you so much, Craig. Really appreciate it. Lovely to speak. Bye-bye. So thank you very much for listening to Engaging Internal Comms. We hope you found this episode useful and interesting. We'd uh, love to get your thoughts about the show and any questions you have or ideas for topics that you'd like to maybe cover in future episodes. You can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can get in touch with us via the contact form at engagingic.com. You can also sign up for our mailing list there and we'll send you relevant news about the show, future episodes, and we'll also let you know about anything interesting we found out about internal communications and employee engagement. Uh, If you like the show and you haven't already done so, please subscribe to it via your podcast service. And you can also subscribe via the links on our podcast page, which again is engagingic.com. If you like the show, we'd be really grateful if you could leave us a review. And if you know anyone else who might be interested in the show or might benefit from it, please let them know. Please share it with them and share them the uh, with them the links to the show and engagingic.com. Thank you very much. Thank you.